everyone, you're listening to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Chopoulos. I know the power of vibrational healing by combining physics and ancient healing arts to develop my own system that has amplified results with thousands of my clients and healing students. When you are ready to transform your life and the lives of others, go to scientifichealer.com forward slash energize me to discover more about my intimate program for helping healers and coaches thrive and grow their business. Connect with me at scientifichealer.com forward slash appointment to have a conversation about this. Today, I'm so pleased to introduce you to Beth Davis. I saw her for the first time about three years ago when she came to a small event and she was talking about business, but from an energy body perspective. So I thought, hmm, I need to get to know this person a lot better and see what she's doing. So she's known as the Palm Pilot for the soul of your business and the intuitive business catalyst. Beth is the secret sage to global leaders, including celebrities, scientists, and entrepreneurs. Using her intuition, extensive shamanic experience, 15 years in business, and expertise in scientific hand analysis, she helps you discover your life purpose. Reclaim your shadow and step into the passionate leader you know you are. <laughs> she has recently been asked to be the, on the advisory board of the Unstoppable Foundation and is committed to bringing the consciousness of life purpose to the educational system globally. Boy, do we need that. And I've been to two of her events already and done a program with her as well as had my palms read. When I first heard about palm reading and human design, I thought, oh, as a scientist, I don't know if I can buy into this, but it's proven to be totally on the spot for me, describes me exactly. And her events are not to be missed, and one is coming up in about a month, which I urge you to go. Even though I thought I knew my purpose already, it really reaffirmed it for me. So if you think you already know, I suggest that you find out more from this woman. <laughs> and we're going to talk about it now. So at the end of the show, we'll let you know how you can connect with her. So welcome to the show, Beth. I'm so delighted and excited to have you here. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. You know, I'm such a fan of you and your work. And you've helped so many of my clients to heal some of them problems they've struggled with for a very long time without success. And you've helped them turn the tide and reclaim their health and their lives. And I'm just, I'm very grateful to you for that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's yeah. just been my pleasure. You know, you're, I, I love coming to your events because the people there are so awesome. Mm. Just make such great connections, whether I do business with them or not. Right. It's that, right. that warmth. Right. Exactly. So, so, you know, doing scientific hand analysis and, and everything that's not usually you don't go to college and go gee I'm going to be a palm reader that's right <laughs> so can you share with us the journey that brought you to where you are now yeah absolutely so what I I'll, I'll just start with what I do now because in a way I've gone full circle and then we'll go back to the beginning so I have a business where I essentially help what I call the creative renegade entrepreneurs who are in a spiritual crisis of career, uh, discover their soul design through hand analysis, and then put that into a purpose-centered business so that they can charge 3,000 to 20,000 per client per package and get paid that amount and continually attract clients who are willing to invest 
in their transformation. And that is the essence of what I teach people. So I am really interested in my clients having a tangible outcome uh, to their business, even though I use these esoteric tools. Now, if we go all the way back to college, I actually started out as a business major. <laughs> and I think it's so interesting I have a business because I wasn't connecting the dots. I didn't know my deeper yearnings. Those unconscious needs, as we call them, those unconscious desires are often what run our life and can mess up our life until we make them conscious and then it makes our life quite enjoyable. So I was studying business in college and I thought, these professors don't have businesses. They don't understand business and plus business isn't this complicated because I've eaten at restaurants in my hometown and gone to the hardware store and I know there's a lot of moving parts but this is macro, micro, I don't know what they're talking about. So, <laughs> so I dropped out and I became a theater major I then, after school, moved to LA to pursue acting, which I did for a few years. I realized that I had a calling to help people, to be uh, a coach to people, to be a mentor, a guide to people. And I actually had two false starts uh, starting businesses. I started one uh, promoting artists to get their art, you know, wall art out to people. And then I actually started a coaching business as a career consultant. So I was on the right track, right, career guide. So in and amongst all this, I was working an office job and other side jobs to um, make money. I never liked being without money either. That was my friends were always like, where do you get all this money? I'm like, I work three jobs. <laughs> you can have all this money too if you worked as much as me. So I bartended and I did bookkeeping. And then eventually I got an office job. And, and I was just going home at night, crying myself to sleep and thinking, I know we didn't come here to pay bills. We did not come into these magnificent, beautiful bodies, one, to pay bills, two, we're not designed to be sick. It's not our nature to be sick or overweight or unhappy. And that I know, it is our nature to thrive. And I was so depressed that I didn't know how to get out of it. And in the midst of my depression, a friend of mine said, you should get your palms read. And I said, I think you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> my reaction, exactly. Right? Like, what? Like, what do you want me to do? Go down to Venice Beach, which is right down here. I can walk right down to it. I love Venice Beach. What do you want me to do? Go down to Venice Beach, and I'll ask the fortune teller, you know, which I do periodically, and they just give me cold readings. They're, you know, they're nothing to write home about. So um, I said, I'm not going to do that. Well, she kept bugging me, bugging me. Finally, I said, okay, I will have the hand analysis session, because it's called hand analysis, not palm reading, though I use the term palm reading to bring in people looking for palm reading, and then I, I spring it on them, the scientific hand analysis. So I had been reading a book, maybe you know this book, Carolyn Mace's Anatomy of, of, the, spirit. of the Spirit, and it's yeah. one of my all-time, sorry about my hair, everyone, I get a demerit from my speaking teacher for the hair in my face. <laughs> um, <laughs> So Carolyn Mace wrote Anatomy of Spirit. And in that book, she said, be careful about turning your life over to the divine because God, creation, will intercede on your behalf. However, God may rearrange your life and you can't bargain with God. So I really took that to heart, but I thought I've got to do something different. So I kneeled down by my bed and I actually prayed to all that is, you know, God and the angels and every, I tried to cover all the bases. If you can hear me, please help me. I want to find my life's purpose. And I promise you, if you show it to me, I will serve it 100%. I will go wherever you ask me to go. I will do whatever you ask me to do. Please help me. 
And then two weeks later, a knock came on my door. Oh, right, the palm reading. And I opened the door and there's this little woman, dark haired woman named Terry Lynn. And she says, hold out your hands. I'm like, mm. So I hold out my hands to her and she's holding them and looking at them and looking at me and looking at the hands. And she says, uh, Beth, you're not living your life's purpose. You're not living the life you're meant to live. And all the hair on my arm stands up and I start crying. And I'm like, oh my gosh, she said life purpose. Like it came right to my door. I really owe Pammy an apology for giving her all that crap about getting a hand reading. So Terry Lynn came in and me being an extrovert, I got eight of my friends there too for her to present to and do readings for. And as a thank you, she did my reading at the end of the session. The cassette did not survive. If you, I tried to play it, it sounded like the Beatles record going backwards. But on that cassette, she said to me, Beth, your life purpose is to help people find their life purpose. And I thought, oh, that's why I've been searching for it. Feels like all my life. And she said, yes, and you're here to own a business and be a spiritual teacher and you're intuitive and you're a role model and you're a writer and Baba. And she went on and on and on. And I thought, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but this is the best thing I've ever heard about myself. So I did a very pivotal thing, Anastasia. I decided. I decided then and there that it was the best thing I'd ever heard. I so wanted to help people and I so wanted to actualize my gifts. Right, so that's, that's, that's actually the journey, right? So the journey, I'm going to break it to three simple parts. There's the shadow or student path where all our blind spots are and we suffer, suffering. So we're suffering mm-hmm. and we, we move out of suffering. And actually, this is what isn't really taught that often. It's starting to be more. I think you do as well. More and more people are talking about the way out of suffering is to acknowledge yourself and your gifts. That's the ending of suffering is, oh, oh, I'm gifted. And then choosing to bring those gifts to humanity and finding the right teachers and mentors and coaches and support to do it in a way that allows you to live your life abundantly. And then beyond that. And it doesn't take geologic time to get there. No, it can happen quite quickly. (laughs) Yes. And uh, yeah, Yeah. right. Exactly. And you know what you were saying about, you know, I, I also read Carolyn Mace's book when it first came out and I couldn't put it down. I had to read it through three times Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. I just ate it up. And (laughs) And, you know, I always say that healing, I didn't pick healing, it picked me, right? So it took me through these steps until until when I finally started doing it, like all this really good stuff started happening. Like people were hiring me, I was struggling before to make an income after I retired from academia. And then in the first two weeks, I I brought in $3,000. I go, oh, that was easy. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> it's just built from there. And within five months, I was at six figures. Yeah, it's amazing. Right. Yeah, I think when you're that lined up, mm-hmm. that's what happens. You know, it's, it's, it's quite a it's quite a remarkable process. Yeah. And you know, I had an opportunity to test out her theories, because in 2013, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. But I think it actually started in like 2007, when my marriage started going sideways. And I remembered symbolic sight and I remembered, wait a minute, what happens in our body is a metaphor for our life. And she says your biology becomes your, or biography becomes biology. So you gotta rewrite that biography. And I thought, oh, it's breast cancer. I'm overgiving. 
I'm not setting boundaries. Um, I'm martyring myself, right? I'm being controlling with my giving, you name it. Right, and, and your heart shuts down. Yes. You're not nurtured. Right. You know, you're in a bad marriage, your heart shuts right. down, you're not nurtured, doesn't feed this, and so. Right, and then I started to get heart problems. And that, it was like, oh, no, no, I'm going to put this to work. So I knew I had to do two main things. I had to feel my rage and find that anger that would let me set boundaries with everyone in my life. Just be able to say, no, it's too much. No, I'm not interested. Thank you, but no. No, I can't. Like, no was my word. Like, I have a mug that my friend gave me, and it says, believe in your yes. Like, I am a yes person. But I had to find, I had to find the no. And right. then I had to practice opening my heart for support, for help, right? Mm -hmm. and that's what I'm trying to model in my business is that you can have a business and be supported by others, be supported by your team, have clients who happily pay you and they transform and they tell other people about you and it becomes this beautiful flow. Um, but I, I saw a lot of people when I was going through cancer, they're dead now. In fact, another friend died a couple months ago my age and um, I knew what their emotional issue was and they were healers. Most of them were healers. Okay. They didn't do their own healing on themselves. They ran to the doctor in fear and they did this slice and dice and burn and all that. And um, they're all dead. And I knew as soon as they started doing the chemical cocktail, it was over because these were sensitive people. And I thought, what a tragedy that their fear, the shadow overrode their gift of healing which life had given them a chance to practice on themselves. So I knew I, the only way I was going to live and thrive was I had to be a role model. I had to say, you know, I'm not, I did have to have surgery. That was my fault. I let it go too long. Even the holistic doctors were like, will you please go get surgery? Like, please. So I was like, everyone said get surgery. But almost everyone was like, chemo, radiation. Yeah. And I'm like, no. Yeah, well, you know, and I don't look, I don't look at conventional doctors as an either or. Like, no, me either. No, me either. It's an and, right? Because both of them, it's right. Right. Both of them offer such valuable, you know, valuable helps to guiding you back to your vibrant, healthy self yes. that it's just really important not to throw out the baby with the bathwater kind of thing. I agree because mm -hmm. it was surgeons who, who saved me. Yeah. Multiple well, surgeons pieced me back together again. And then the holistic people got my DNA clicking and my cells clicking the right way. So I wouldn't have that problem again. Mm -hmm. so it was just a wonderful combination. And I feel so blessed that the, the people stepped out, but that was my lesson. I, I that's what it took mm -hmm. for me to learn how to receive. And right. so and your, your cancer actually started before 2007. Oh yeah. I mean, it started. Yeah. yeah. It started before 2000. That sounds right. Mm -hmm. right. Right about that time. Yeah. Well, you know what's crazy is the doctor that I went to visit said, um, you've had this for like 10 years. And my mom said, oh, as long as you've been with your now ex-husband. And I was like, and I think that's when it started. Yeah, that's, that's what they're saying. <laughs> it was an energetic drain. And, and I knew the tumor actually became apparent as soon as we'd really made our separation. Anyway, it's a whole long drawn out story, but the symbols were all there. And I thought, okay, I've got to really step out in the world more and more and more because now I know, having gone through these experiences, like really traumatic, you know, divorce and then the health stuff and coming through it. And I love my life now. Like my, you can see my face. I look at my face now. I'm like, oh, there I am. Like I'm not all puffy from stress. 
and the joy is back. And so I know that my mission is to and what alleviate suffering and, and do my best to say to people, you don't have to go through what I went through. I can show you how to shortcut it, but you're going to have to do some stuff that mm, might be unconventional, might be yeah. uncomfortable. And, and, and I think the, the, the word, the thing that you said earlier is you made a decision and that you have to do some stuff. Yes. Like a lot of yes. people are in this paradigm of, oh, just fix me, give me a pill and let me go on and do life as before. Yeah. Those are the people that don't make it. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. So, so who typically seeks you out and what's a typical result? Typically, it's those renegade genius entrepreneurs. They tend to be good at systems. So they might be an astrologer or a human design person, or they're an engineer, mathematician, composer, scientist. They're people who deal in systems. Mm -hmm. And they know the transformation they create for their clients because their clients say to them, wow, my work with you is up to my profits, you know, eradicate those health issues, my relationships are better. Uh, but they don't feel recognized for their genius. And particularly, they don't feel recognized in the marketplace. They don't feel acknowledged by their peers. There's a big part of not even getting a pat on the shoulder. So that's the emotional component. And then they look at their bank account and they say, this just will not do. This is not right. Like they have the confidence to know, wait a minute, I am doing great work. It is valuable. This is nonsense. I need to be paid well for my work. So for many years, my tagline has been helping you discover your life purpose and the one thing that's holding you back from unleashing it so that you can profit from your purpose and be, as Gandhi would say, the change you wish to see in the world. And, you know, I started with that tagline back in 2005 or whatever, and it still holds true. Mm -hmm. And that's essentially what I'm here to do is to bring together the soul the soul DNA, the soul design with an ability to function in the material world, to be prosperous, to be practical, to be embodied, uh, to be, uh, yeah. And I, and, and I love that you say that to be here in the material world, because so many people that are in the woo space are like off somewhere else. Like they want to astral travel and they want to, you know, light up their Kundalini and all that. And that's <laughs> like all this spiritual stuff and it's dangerous and it leads to early death because they don't want to be here physically. Right. Right. right? Yeah. I mean, recently uh, I was talking with one of my clients and she was like, you know, I want to go home. And we were like, home, everywhere's home. And she was like, Oh, <laughs> right? it's like, Oh, and then we retraced it. You know, something had happened when she was very small, mm -hmm. she was very young that had been traumatic and caused her to dissociate and leave her body. And so here she was in her probably early sixties, still dealing with this desire to leave. And so I mean, a lot of people who tell me, oh, this is my last lifetime. And sometimes I look at them and I'm like, mm, no, but that's okay. I wish I could. Most of the people who tell me that I'm like, oh no. And or they've all been Cleopatra in a past life. And this is their last lifetime. And it's hard for me to go to you. It's not your last lifetime and it's totally delusional. And no. Yeah. So and as soon as, as soon as they say that, I know that that's not the case. Well, right. Cause why would you say that? Yeah. Why would you say that? Like, <laughs> You know, if you get to a point where you're going, I just love being here. It's so awesome being uh -huh. here. That's me. And then I'm afraid I'm not going to get to 
to Me come too. back. When right? I was, yeah, when someone says it's, oh, this is my last lifetime, I'm like, oh, wow, your life really sucks, doesn't it? <laughs> As you know, I'm like, well, that's a horrible thing to say, first of all, that you would want to leave life because so few beings of consciousness ever get the opportunity to inhabit a body, right? How many sperm go to the egg? There's only one sperm. Maybe sometimes well, two. There's, there's there. that many spirits that are trying to right. incarnate. All that energy, <laughs> all that consciousness, right? Trying to be made manifest. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's such a joy. And, of course, once you begin um, to grow in the, in the womb between the 14th and 16th week, that's when the volar pads start to form and the fingerprints form. And the fingerprints reveal people's soul purpose, their life purpose, why you're here. You know, I just did a mini reading today. I was at a conference before this call. And this woman sat down and very successful, you know, probably in her late 60s, has had business for years and years. And so I looked at her hands and I, I said, huh, you're here to do a massive service project in the world. And so she starts tearing up. I said, but you don't, you don't trust yourself. You doubt yourself. And you, don't, you try to control everything and you don't ask for help. So it's hard to raise funds, isn't it? How did you know? I'm like, it's in your map. How do I know? So it's kind of spooky, you know? And then someone else comes by and it's like, oh, you're a leader and your issue is to help, da-da-da. You know, so every person has a unique why, the big why. I remember seeing Simon Sinek and I thought, oh, I should have done that talk. Because <laughs> I was like, it's so amazing. And I'm like, it is? Like, that's... Wow. Okay. There's a lot of education that needs to be done because my whole life I've been looking for my big why. My whole, yeah. The why is everything. Why are you here? What's the umbrella purpose? And then underneath that umbrella is your gifts, right? How you serve. Mm -hmm. And then there's this place of transcendence where there are no words because the frequency at which you are vibrating is felt by others. Yes. And they yeah. feel it. They feel it, and the very presence of that person transforms their experience forever in a good way. Mm -hmm. In a good way, yeah, it does. Yeah. And and the higher and the higher you're vibrating, the more people you affect. The larger the like it's the bigger net that you cast. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And I and I and I would say to people, if they're considering coming to the Life Purpose Summit, should I share a little bit about that? What we're doing? Well, let's just, I just want to touch on why do gifted people struggle so much? That's such a good question. Well, because I, I, I know, I know because I experienced it myself, but I'd like to hear your take. Sure. On it. Well, one of the first things, one of the first reasons why gifted people struggle so much is that because they're so gifted, uh, the people around them raising them generally are not. Now, sometimes you'll see a whole gifted family that like the Jacksons or whatever, like sometimes it happens. You know, and I see a lot of those families go sideways, too, because the megalomania sets in and ego sets in. But, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, um, often the gifted person is not seen and they're not recognized. And particularly people with intuitive gifts, because they are the people who are told when they're children, you don't see that. You don't hear that. We don't talk about that in this house. You're crazy. That is not happening. And you can see this giant elephant. I'm looking at right? the giant elephants right there. The parents are saying, no, no, no. And so what happens is it, enough of these negations, the child begins to doubt themselves and eventually just shuts the whole system down because it's too painful to see the truth and constantly be told that what they're seeing isn't real. Then they come to be adults and people are saying, wow, you're still so intuitive. What, 
why don't you share that? And they're so afraid of being seen. They're so afraid of sharing it because they're waiting for people to say, oh, you're a liar. You're a fraud. You, you don't know that. You don't see that. You don't hear that. So I think one of the major reasons highly gifted people um, hide their gifts and uh, is because the gifts aren't acknowledged by others. They're not seen. Well, and then they could be in a former profession like mine where you're a scientist. And when I worked at UNLV, they had a department of existential studies and all the physicists in my department, they go, oh, have you heard the latest person coming in? And then they'd roll their eyes. Oh, that's not nice. make a big, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, how stupid right? is that? And I'm thinking to myself, well, you're the ignoramuses. That's right. That's right. You're the ones that know about the multidimensional universe. You're the ones that know about how how crazy beyond reality quantum physics is. And then you're sitting there making judgment on stuff that uses the very science that you're that you're studying. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, it scares people that there's such a uh, intelligence to life mm -hmm. uh, and that one of the greatest fears is people uh, fear getting to the end of their life and not living their purpose. So the way a lot of people cope with that fear is I'd rather not know my purpose. I know when people come into my energy, I activate their wealth. If they come into my physical space, I can activate their prosperity. I also know I can help them find their purpose and help them plan out how to monetize it. And you would think everybody who had an, a business, who had a gift, would want this. But I find a lot of people don't. And the way they block themselves is they're cheap on their marketing. They're cheap on their clothing. <laughs> they don't invest in coaching for themselves. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, so what they do is they just keep shortchanging themselves. That's right. They shortchange themselves. Exactly. And, you know, I've done... I've always believed in investment. I've hired, you know, health coaches, nutrition coaches. I've got a, a coach at the gym now. I was doing deadlifts right. this morning, right? So, Good for you. Right. So here I am, 65 years old, doing 120-pound dead, deadlifts, and I'm just getting warmed up. I'm just getting started. So so I've had business coaches and everything, and now all of a sudden everything is opening up. I'm talking yep. at three different events. I'm going to be flown all over the world to be talking at different places by this one outfit because I've had all the right training. Like I can hit the ground running and you know, it just pays off. And I, the reason I did it is I got started in my business at age 60 and I said, I don't have geologic time to get going. No, you just have to I'm go. Not, I'm not 20. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so I, and I want to do it now. And, and uh, when I look back, I realized that my sister is an entrepreneur my, one of my brothers, both of my brothers, my, my mother, my grandparents, you know, so it's like passed down. My, my uncle is passed down in the family and it's like, so what was I doing as a scientist? Makes That's right. Sense. That's but, right. But, but yeah, so, so I, I knew that I had to go that route. You know, I knew it. So, you know, hearing wisdom from you and from other people, you know, it's just like really helped me stay on track and aligned. So that's what your event's about, right? Yes, yes. So it's the lifepurposesummit.com and it's happening October the 25th through the 27th at the Westin LAX. And, and, and if they miss it this time around, you'll keep having them, right? Not necessarily. Okay. I, I don't know that I'm going to do it again. 
So, oh, you don't know they're okay. So, people, you better yeah. get off, get off your desk yeah. and come. <laughs> yeah, I'm finding, you know, the way I've restructured my business is not necessary for me to do live events. So, as much as I love doing them, you know, they're a huge time commitment. You know, it's a huge it's time commitment. Huge time commitment. And, um, it's a, it's expensive. huge expense. The whole thing, and I love doing it. I love doing it, but it's it's a lot. It's a lot easier for me to go speak on other people's stages um, from a time standpoint, right? They they brought in the people. They've done all the work, so I'm happy to pay to go speak on someone's stage or you know whatever. Yeah. Uh, so at this event, uh, we're looking at voice, your voice, your messaging, and how to communicate what you do. We're looking at visibility and your blocks to visibility because it's one of the biggest issues I see no matter how successful the person is. They're holding back on some level. And then we're going to talk about legacy in terms of building a business to scale so you can sell it if you want to one day. And also your energetic legacy, the, the energy that you bring uh, when you enter and leave a room. And I also tie in a lot of knowledge about money and wealth because that is one of the things I activate. I call it the depth of wealth. And uh, particularly for people in that spiritual crisis of career, uh, typically people who are masterful at patterns, scientists, engineers, artists, um, astrologers, many of them undercharge. Yes. Undercharge. And, yeah, and I, I tell people that undercharging is, is actually creating an energetic imbalance between you and the other person you put them in karmic debt that's right stop the flow of energy so if you're not charging the appropriate amount the universe recognizes it it's simple kinetics simple yep. action kinetics that if you cut the flow off here that that what you're doing doesn't land and so it's a total waste of your energy and their energy that's right like that's a, right it's well, there's so many reasons for it but yeah if you if they pay a lot and you move fast, you can deliver great value. Mm -hmm. um, and people who pay more do the work. Think of all the programs people buy and they just sit on the shelf. They never use them. But when people invest in your process and they commit to it, um, they get great results. So another aspect of this event will be um, how to best monetize your business. And that's where we tie in the money matrix. Um, because many people have a misunderstanding about wealth and particularly their own ways of generating it. So we're going to look at what's in your hands, what's in your human design as it relates to money. And I would say to anyone who feels they ought to be there, the only thing stopping you would be your visibility wound. The only thing stopping you would be this feeling of I don't belong. Um, and the truth of the matter is I, I have found the most change happens at live events. I mean, I participate in live events as an attendee. Um, and get support every single year because I need to keep growing. So yeah. Yeah. that's, that's really awesome. And yeah. if, if it's past the event, then your website is Beth.com B A E T H.com. Correct. How simple is that? Thank you. <laughs> How simple is that? I had to take something that people could spell because nobody can spell Anastasia Chopolis. So right. I had AnastasiaChopolis.com and I saw people struggling. I go, okay, scientifichealer.com. That's, that's great. <laughs> that's easy. I love Scientific Healer. That's terrific. Yeah, you and I have that synergy, right? We bring in the science. Um, yes. I say I'm a the... walking oxymoron and that I'm a physicist, not a physician. 
Oh, so great. <laughs> well, thank you for this time today, Anastasia. Oh, thank I've you so much. Jet, I, I've got another call, if you can believe it. So Yes, so do I. I've had a full day, too. Yeah. So thank okay. you, thank you for well, taking you. some time out of your day and to tell about, you know, what those two things that you said is prosperity and visibility. Like, I tend to hide out because I'm extremely introverted. And right. So I have just decided I'm going to be on stage. And it's good for you. Screw yeah. the introversion. That's right. Do it. <laughs> Do it anyway. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so thank you, thank you, thank you. And again, to connect with Beth, go to lifepurposesummit.com to find out about the event coming October 25th through 27th in 2018. And after that, go to beth.com to find out more about her and any upcoming events, if possible, or where you could see her speak, right? Yes. Okay. And they can see you speak at this event. So that'll Yes, be I will be great. speaking. And it's my third time going. And I'm really excited to hear all about those topics that you've already mentioned. You know, every time I come, I learn so much. And I'm going, wow, this is amazing. Oh, and glad. when I first heard about what my fingerprints said, success the easy way. Yes. Wonderful. <laughs> Love it. Awesome. Love it. Okay. Thank you again. We'll see you soon. Bye, okay. everyone. Bye. Thank you for listening to Scientific Healing and for our inspiring guest, Beth Davis. Again, to connect with her, go to soulpurposesummit.com and be on the lookout. Her events come around from, from time to time and she may or may not have them again. So go to beth.com, B-A-E-T-H.com to find out more. Let's you and I connect. Go to scientifichealer.com forward slash energize me to discover more about a new intimate in-depth program designed to help you thrive as a healer or coach while building out your lucrative practice. And people that are in it now, we're in our going into our eight month, they are already earning, they're already having clients and they're already having success in their business. So when you're ready to learn more, I invite you into a conversation right now. I've reserved time for you on my calendar at scientifichealer.com forward slash appointment. This is Dr. Anastasia Chopolis. Until next time. If you like this broadcast, give it a thumbs up or a five star rating. Share it with your friends and be sure to subscribe to my channel. I look forward to seeing you next week at the next broadcast.